0: My name's Stuart Goldsmith. This is my podcast. It's called The Comedian's Comedian. I'm based in the UK. I've been doing this show for uh, over 11 years. I've had uh, interviews with over 400 comedians about their creativity, their process and uh, their creative development, those kind of things. Uh, and today I'm extremely pleased. I'm thrilled to have um, a man who has just recently discovered the scope of the South by Southwest Festival, Yeah. which it turns out is not just two comedy rooms. Uh, It's it's a whole other thing as well Please give it up for Godfrey Hey guys, what's
1: happening? How are (laughs) you? Finally found this fucking thing
0: (laughs) Thanks so much Thanks for joining me
1: Yeah man, this is cool
0: How are you doing? I feel like I should give you a minute Just to kind of Oh no, I'm good You're good It's comedy, we're comedians We go Come on, breathe. I it. told the tech people at yeah. five minutes, too. I said, he'll probably be here. Are these like, all tech people? Uh, no, the, I mean the tech, the sound tech. Oh, okay. <laughs> like but yes.
1: Wrong are you, convention. <laughs> fuck all you. I'm, I'm out of here. Are
0: you all tech people? <laughs> just raise a hand if you're tech people. Who no. are you then? Is this We're, all about comedy or
1: just a tech shit?
0: No, this is all about this. Oh, okay. This is, you know, this is, uh, I mean, it was all NFTs last year, but now it's all... um. Holograms and Chat GPT Holograms, and
1: shit like it's that. It's like a
0: rift into the future. You get to see 30 years into the future.
1: Apocalyptic shit. I got it.
0: <laughs> for sure. <Yeah. laughs> so let's talk about you. Let's talk about your comedy. Yes. Um, I saw you live for like the second or third time last night. You did a short set in Esther's. It was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Yes. You headlined the show. It was already an extremely high quality show. The yes. your curation of the comedy here is fantastic. Yes. And it was a belting show. And then you came on and absolutely destroyed
1: uh, that, I think, uh, comes from training in New York City. Um, being from Chicago and ch- doing comedy in New York. And I don't know what cities people are from, but New York is the greatest comedy city ever, period. You know, um, when and what, I first...
0: is that? What makes it great? Is it the amount of stage time? It's the or amount the- of
1: stage time. It's the quality of stage time. It's the quality of comedians. Because, I mean... When I first got there, I was on the same stages as Seinfeld and Chappelle and Rock and Robin Williams, rest in peace, Gilbert Godfrey. I mean, that was just a regular thing. It was me, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, uh, Robert Kelly, uh, Colin Quinn. That was just the normal rotation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Silverman, all that. It was just the quality of comedy, and New York being an international city, you had people from different countries that spoke different languages so when we would go overseas it would be easy for us because we meet the people from those countries in new york yeah okay. you understand and new yorkers are very like give us the good shit." you know what i'm saying and on average i was doing like 40 shows a week so i would be on stage five times a night
0: i just took that in as if that was yeah 40 40 shows shows a week yeah
1: we would do like you do like three to five shows a night that's about 25 and then the weekend you'd do like 8 each night like 8 shows yeah so it would be like 45 to 50 a week that was the average i was going
0: is there there's obviously yeah. a tremendous upside to that amount of reps do you yeah think yeah that's like oh, yeah. training comedy training all situations all of those kind of things yeah. are there downsides to kind of working that hard do you like whether it, you whether it's exhaustion or whether like is is it all positive experience or can you overdo it you you get
1: burned out kind of Sometimes I would literally, like
0: yesterday, I didn't, I
1: went on stage. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to say. <laughs> but there's something about having so much material, you go, oh, yeah, let me try this. Sure. You just go into automatic. Okay, I'm going to do this. And if that don't work, you switch up. They don't know. Yeah. And you saw Emma yeah. and all that. They're all New York comics. Yeah, yeah. And, there's a, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're the greatest. We're just the greatest. <laughs> but when you go on stage and you see New York comedy, you know New York comics have been in the room cuz there's just a different edge that we have, you know. I don't I don't I, you know, some cities, I don't know, some cities are very like politically correct and bullshit like that, but New Yorkers are like, yeah, just fucking give it to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we get offended, we'll let you know. Just go. You know, there's a freedom and I think with comedy, well they're trying to police comedy now, which is bullshit. It's not going to work. You know, which like for example, everybody knows the Chappelle situation with the whole trans thing, blah blah blah, and it's like you're not okay, like in Minnesota when Chappelle was—he uh, did a—he did a concert in Minnesota. So the trans community said, "Yeah, cancel the concert." And so they canceled his first concert. So 15 minutes later, he went to another theater and packed it out. Yeah. Right after that, they packed it out. So you can't cancel, like well, comedians. Well, I mean,
0: I, I'm definitely on the—I'm on the. Kind we of- are your <laughs> saviors. <laughs> I'm definitely on the woke side of that argument, right? Oh, okay. But uh, so, what what point are you making? You're saying that it's like I agree with you that it's not possible to cancel comedians. No, not I think, I think not comedians really. are making a lot of fuss about being cancelled, but actually, it's not really a thing. Not really. I mean, people, like, are, pe- gonna people fu- are kind of selling their. People are gonna fuck
1: with you, man. Your fans are gonna fuck with you, man. If they if they like you, they like you, and we don't go on stage trying to offend people. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Co- my thing is like comedy is a. It's, it's pain. It's, it's like you get comedy from fucked up situations. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're a Carlin fan, if you're a Richard Pryor fan, if you're, I mean, from Joan Rivers, who I've worked with, all they come from fucked up situations. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Richard Pryor was raised by prostitutes. You understand where I'm coming from? George Carlin, he had coke problems, shit like that. But it, everybody comes from a fucked up. So comedy is a lot of times from pain. Yeah. you know what I mean? As a guy like myself that looks like me and there's other guys that look like me, you got racism, you got mass incarceration, you got police harassment, you got all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this shit. And if you get offended by it, fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, This is my experience. You're mad at my shit? You think I'm lying about, you know, and I'm trying to be funny with it. Like I talk, like for example, I talk about I bought a Fiat in New York, so police would leave me alone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Cause a black man in a fucking SUV, that's where they stop you. But a hatchback, no one's fucking with you. You know, you know what I'm mean? saying? But this is my pain that I'm talking about. But I'm not lying about it. It's not me going, oh, white people ain't shit. No, it's like, white people ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> but not all of you are. But the ones that I'm talking about, cause we sure. talk in general terms, in general. So, so I've seen people go, oh, you know, if I'm doing, why is it? And one lady asked me. Why is it always about race? I go, do you think I wake up wanting racism? Do you think black people go, man, racism, come on, let's go. Bring it on. No. Why is it always about race? I don't make it about race. The world does. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I'm on an elevator and someone's holding their purse, did I make it about race? Yeah,
0: yeah. You feel where I'm coming from? Yeah, I totally understand. I don't disagree with anyone. And I still
1: snatch the purse when the lady holds it, but still, because they're not that strong. So... (laughs) Let what made you think holding like this was going to keep me from taking it, bitch? No, it's a joke.
0: I want to, well, I want to, one of the things I want to talk this about. This is I'm early,
1: or this is early uh, comedy. It's very early to be Oh, yeah, for say. the benefit of the world
0: <laughs> It's too early for this. This is 1 p.m. <laughs> sorry for making you laugh early. I'm sorry. What I want to talk to you about is the, yeah. the kind of the interplay that you have on stage that I could see between stuff that I guess is kind of written. It's like a, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit. It's a bit where you know where it's going. Yeah. And you have, and I couldn't tell. It was so seamless. You looked like there was so, there was so much freedom and so much play and silliness in what you were doing. Yes. There's stuff about the balloon, you know, very current, oh. the Chinese spy balloon. You know, and I'm not going <laughs> to ask you necessarily to, re- to repeat the stuff. <laughs> but like clearly there is like, you know, there's the bit about the balloon. And like, but for you, is it like, it felt like there's a framework and you probably know what one of the last jokes might be, but you're so free. You're so experienced. It was just an education to watch someone dance so lightly around a subject, incorporating everything in the room and and clearly incorporating stuff that was just coming to you ad hoc.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, um, I was a pre-med psych major in college. Go figure. I'm Nigerian. What do you want me to do? So I was, and so. It's like the brain is so amazing because when you, whatever you specialize in, you know, you, you, know, you, you get that, that little crease in your brain, you know. And I, I think I have, I have a deep indent of comedy. So sometimes I'll, I would do, I'll be on stage and my brain will go, here. I go, what the fuck? How did I connect all that? Yeah, That's what yeah, happens yeah, yeah. when you specialize in something. I think I call it phenomena, where I, when you get in a zone, mm-hmm everything just starts connecting because you've done so much material, you've done so much, you have so much experience because I've done a lot of comedy in different countries too, like from Saudi Arabia, Kuwait to Lithuania. I was in Russia in 2018. I was the first American comic to do an uh, an English set in Mm -hmm. Moscow to 400 Russians with headphones on that didn't know English with an interpreter in a fucking booth.
0: Oh my God. It
1: was the (laughs) weirdest. That was the weirdest shit ever cuz the guys yeah. like we don't know English but we like your comedy. What? <laughs> and so I'm doing comedy in English and this dude's in the booth interpreting what I'm doing. I'm like going, "Yo, what the fuck?" He's like, "What <laughs> the I'm like, and the and the Russians are like, <laughs> it, it was the fuck with, with how but
0: much I, of a delay? Like it was presi- like, like a, a couple, couple of seconds.
1: But there was a kid in the front who I think knew a little bit of English and his headphones were off of his um, face, so I heard the guy in the booth, so I timed it. So I heard his voice, so I was just timing it for him. I was like this, yeah, so he's like, ah. so it was it was like maybe one or two seconds. Okay. I did an hour and a half. Oh my god. Yeah, because I went around Russia and of course, you know, you've always learned about Russia from Ivan the Terrible to, right, the Kremlin to Brezhnev. So I already had some Deutschevsky push. I already knew that shit, so I was like, all right. So they loved that. They were like, yeah, "How yeah. do you know all of these things? How do you know Pushkin?" You I either say we were forced to learn the shit. You know, you know what I'm saying. So that it was just one of those things. So all of that experience. Yeah, I've even performed in London. And, yeah, yeah. Was it Piccadilly Square at the Comedy Store? Uh-huh. I've done the store. I've done so. All that information just comes together. When you're on stage and just you just pick from wherever.
0: I want to drill down into that idea of the zone because uh, you were clearly in the zone. Like you yeah, walked on, I get in got the, the, zone the zone a lot and stayed in the zone. And I think I get that's in the what zone made it a so lot. alive. So what are the components of that? If you wanted to try and break that down technically to express what that is to someone who may never have been in the zone in a in a comedy thing, everyone's been in the in the zone in, in what in, they like, do in
1: sports. And yeah, whatever. yeah. So
0: well, what is it in comedy? What? How do you get into it? And and how do you like what what bounces you out of it? And how do you get back in? Well. So I think the zones are created when, like I said, the
1: experience, the stage time. Yeah, because to have to be in the zone, you got to have you got to have experience. You got to have the material also Mm -hmm. and the confidence that when you're the fearlessness of it, because when you first start comedy, I remember first starting comedy. And by the way, I'm old school. So I started in Bernie Mac's club in Chicago. So he had an open mic. It was me, Dion Cole, Corey Holcomb, all of us. Hannibal Buress is from Chicago. So we all, and it, and it was like just un, un, unwinding the microphone from, from with the wire was nerve-wracking, yeah, like when you first yeah, start. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Sometimes you'd leave the wire around your leg. You're so fucking scared. But after experience, doing it over and over, you would just take the mic. You know, you, un, everything, everything took a thousand times to do right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's the confidence that you have, too. Cause there's some jokes that I know that are shit, but I do it with such confidence. <laughs> that's from experience. Going, yo, I got this shitty joke, but wait till I do it. You're gonna, it's gonna be amazing. It's, it's from doing the stage time over. It's just fun. And oh. I call it scenario recognition. Also, oh come on! Scenario recognition. See, British like that I shit. Love this. Oh, I, I love like this. that
0: terminology. Yes, uh, come on! You've invented a the thing there. It's never come scenario, up in four hundred episodes. Tell me
1: it's what that like, is. It's like scenario recognition is. It's like in sports when you see um, the playoffs, the the more experienced team usually ends up winning because right. they've been to the playoffs a, a bunch of times. Sure. And usually a new team doesn't always win the championship. Okay. But the new, the older guys are like, I've seen this situation before. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like with three seconds left on the clock. I know this shit. The same thing with comedy. There's never an experience. I have, I have, I've experienced everything. I've done comedy in front of cancer patients, old people. I've done prisons. I've done women's maximum security, men's... Ma- I've done battered wife shelter. Don't know why they brought a male to a battered wife shelter, but I... But I did a battered wife shelter, and I went like this the whole time they didn't laugh. Just kidding. Listen, I'm, I'm fucking with you, it was a joke. I didn't, say you better laugh, you think you're fucking around, I'm just joking.
0: It's, it's, one, it's too early 1 for this it's, shit! It's, it's 1 p.m., government.
1: <laughs> but no, I've done battered wives shelters, I've done so, I've done, I mean, there's nothing I haven't seen, so when I, so when you, when you already have that experience in your mind, you go, okay,
0: I, I know this situation, mm-hmm. you know, Heckler. I've noticed a situation. Someone, wh- I know, you know what I mean? So is there, is there so, any way of fast-tracking that experience? Because obviously that's valuable. You've been going on for decades, yeah. and you've done all of this experience. Yeah. Is there, like, we've seen comics who are much newer who yeah. manage to replicate that kind of confidence. Right. Is there, a, is there a fast-track to doing it, or is it just brute force? No, I don't. There's no fast-track. And it depends on the person. Some
1: people are kind of a little bit more phenomenal than others. You Mm -hmm. see, some comedians are just like, you see younger comics, like, wow, that person's gonna be really good. Like, they are really mature for that. But I don't give a shit what you say. You have to put the time in. It's like acting, it's no different than acting. You have to put theater work, you have to put the work in. The really good actors are stage trained. Um, comedy you can't skip steps I don't give a fuck because I was funny as shit when I first got up there but I sucked my material was garbage I didn't have anything to say but I was funny but I had to work on it people think that the Instagram shit's going to help you no you'll get recognized faster yeah but the stage time because you're in a time continuum you can do a sketch I know, I know there's some comics that do a sketch where they're, they're, they put their finger in their ass and they got 10 million views right and then they go yeah now they're booked at a comedy club but they're known for putting their finger in their ass. So now people are like, I paid, yeah, I paid $50, and I want to see you do an hour. Yeah, yeah. Now you got to (laughs) tell jokes. Put your finger in your ass. Okay, now what? Such vivid imagery. Come on, people. Isn't this what you came for? They're like, okay, what else? It's a time, you know what I'm saying? So people get delusional about Instagram, like Instagram. I said, no, you have to show up. That's what I love about comedy. It's the hardest form of entertainment. Name something that's harder. It's comedy. And, but people don't really respect it as much.
0: Okay. You why, know what, why do you think why? that is?
1: Because, this is my theory. Um, because, like, when I watch my friends in New York, at um, that, I have a lot of ballet friends. I go watch them. Alvin Ailey, I live down the street from Alvin. Ailey. So I'll watch Alvin Ailey. And I go, wow. I go to a, a concert. No one's heckling them, everyone's quiet. Everyone's, because they're doing their little, you know. No one's going, yo, jump higher, motherfucker. No <laughs> one's, stretch them legs out. Kick it higher. No one's saying shit. Everyone's quiet because it's ballet. I go to opera. I got friends in opera. you go, No one's going, man, you can sing like a motherfucker. No one's saying shit. Everyone's quiet. It's the opera. You know, whether you go to classical music shit, you quiet. while they're playing the cello. Let me shut up. You know what I mean? But comedy... For some reason, what, why? For people what ta- reason? because I think everybody has a sense of humor. It's natural. Everybody in here makes somebody laugh. The reason why you hang with groups of certain people is because they make you laugh the most. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, everybody has a sense of humor. So I think that everybody thinks they're your equal because they've made sure, people right. laugh. in situ- They go, well, I'm funny shit. And they'd be like, oh, hey, blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm hilarious at the water cooler at work. You know what I'm saying? So they think it transfers over. Because when you're a professional making people laugh, you think you're my equal. But they don't. It's like people who think they can box because they have arms. (laughs) When I went into the ring, I went to Pacquiao's gym in L.A. And Freddie Roach, who's one of the most famous boxing coaches, I went into the ring. I I wanted to, you know, I want to learn boxing. So from watching Ali and all these guys, I'm thinking I know how to box because, right, I'm doing this shit in the ring. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, isn't that, isn't that how you got? They're like, that's, that's, that's not how it's done. Yeah. So, and, I, and, and I learned that, wow, boxing is a real science. I thought they were just, no, they say you got to punch from your legs. What? Mm-hmm. Punch from your legs? Oh, it's a technique. Oh, you got to twist. It was so many things I didn't know. That's how a lot of people approach comedy in the first place. They're like, oh, you're just up there talking shit. I go, no, we're not. Yeah, we right. make it look like that. Yeah, yeah. But it's so much work and so much thought put. Like if I there's like sometimes you can do one joke 7,000 times and the 7,000 and one time you finally find the right word for that joke. You know what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. You go, oh, shit, I should have said dog instead of cat shit. It took me 10 years. It takes that long. But a lot of times people don't ha- really have the respect that comedy deserves. But I also do blame it on the marketing. Okay? I blame it on the marketing because a lot of times when you go to a comedy club, it's always, you know, like or when you go to an, you know, any any other kind of art form, the font is always beautiful, right? Welcome to the ballet, right? The opera, New York City. But comedy's like, "Welcome to comedy." <laughs> It's the comedy halls. you know, so people go look at this font. This font fucking stinks. So it's just goofy <laughs> shit that they market us with. Yeah. I think it should be welcome to laugh sessions, with Godfrey. Could you do? You must
0: have tried that. You must. Have I tried, tried it. That
1: and people say you have such a good point because that's the only thing. But comedy is the hardest form of entertainment. I don't care how. I don't care what anybody says. And if you don't approach it properly, it's going to get you. I can. I can guarantee you that because I'm a funny motherfucker and I've seen it and I still look at I still look at comedy as wow, it's still such a difficult art form. Yeah, it yeah. really I never get too big for the art form because mm-hmm. it's always going to punch you down because uh, you're never done. We were you're talking we were talking about that Am I making sense yeah. everyone? I hope I'm making sense. Y- you're also frightened. these nice people. Even if I'm not. <laughs> don't give a shit. God damn it. You 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 God damn fuck you guys. A, a
0: lot that's of the That's com- comedy fucking paranoia. Fuck you guys. You don't like me? <laughs> and is that I wonder if that's part of the flow as well because there must be moments when you're not flowing and yeah, you oh, think yeah. to yourself this isn't working no. and part of the kind of getting yourself back on the horse getting yourself back in the zone must be about like, is there a part of you in the back of your mind if it, if it's not working on one, you know, Yeah, occasion, well, when you're going, experienced, hey, they don't know.
1: Yeah. When your experience. my thing in comedy, just the way the brain works, people remember your ending. You can start off shitty in a, in a, like say you have a half hour comedy to do. Your first 10 minutes suck ass, but the last 20 you murdered. People go, hey, you started off rocky, <laughs> but ha <laughs> The worst is when you start off, oh yeah, you kill her and then you end shitty, they go, Ooh, what happened? Yeah. For some reason the brain is trained to go, oh, at the end he was amazing. So you if if you have enough experience, when I I, I literally and this is all facts, I have about seven hours of jokes. I could do seven different hours. Literally. I can go, okay, I'm gonna do that. That didn't work. Okay, that twenty didn't work. Fuck that, I'll do this other twenty. But that's from time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can switch up my shit anytime. That's just experience. I couldn't do that at the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I you know.
0: I want to I want to talk to you about confidence, one of those elements of flow. You're obviously an incredibly confident person. And yes. you talk, it's funny, lots of the examples that you've made have had kind of physical ramifications, they're physical examples. I know you're a big gym guy. You were yeah. talking about being sore all the time, you know. I'm sore all the time. <laughs> He's sore all the time. Yeah. Um but you're um I I wonder how much of your confidence on stage is tied to your physical confidence
1: you know um here's where i don't have confidence i think you know i know this is gonna suck but i worked for cosby (laughs) okay i did i was an audience coordinator for cosby when i first moved to new york city and you know as a comedian you meet bill cosby you're like motherfucker. i don't care listen all the other shit as a comedy giant he's the real deal he, he inspired Seinfeld. He inspired Louis C.K. Louis C. Yeah, sure. He inspired a lot of weird... We're working quite hard to separate He inspired a lot of... He <laughs> inspired... I am just saying. He inspired... He inspired uh, I mean, he's really a comedy giant. And, you know... When you see show... But he told me this one time. He goes... And he was doing it. It was Cosby-esque. I remember this. And I just was asking him for advice. And this was the year his son was murdered. I was working there. I'm not even bullshitting you, Queens, New York. And I walk into his office and I asked him, hey, um, just give me advice on comedy. And I'm not even bullshitting, he was like, you gotta writing is important, you got to write it's writing. He just kept saying this shit. Put it on the paper, you got to write, son, you gotta write. And then he says, look at the word show business. What's the bigger word? Business, he says, get the business down. The show is only part of it, and that's where I'm not confident. Sometimes okay. the business part. Okay. The business part, because the business is where the bullshit starts. You know, mm-hmm. on stage, creativity. You can't tell me shit. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, some people are gonna like me, some people are not. It's subjective, but I know I'm good at what I do. But when it comes to the business, like, let's say, like a lot of my friends that are really good, they hate pitching ideas, because you got somebody with a clipboard from whatever fucking, you know, Warner Brothers. You're like, you gotta pitch your little dumb idea. Yeah, I play a karate teacher <laughs> in, in a Korean restaurant. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, it, it sucks because it's not, you're, you're giving the power to someone else mm-hmm. to judge you. You go, I just made 400 Russians laugh the other day, bitch. Just fucking pick me, you know? Yeah, that's that's why I love Joe Rogan so much, because Rogan has changed the game. You know, just podcasting has changed the game where you don't have to answer anybody anymore. I mean, Austin is run it like the entertainment is run by comics. Mm -hmm. You know, Tony Hinchcliffe, Rogan, Rogan just built a brand new comedy club, which is phenomenal Mm -hmm. without waiting on people that's kind of what i like about technology now is you don't have to wait on anybody anymore you can build your own your own
0: um audience so but specifically bringing it back to you and what you mentioned you struggled with which aspect of that do you struggle with of of the of the business like the business just just pitching
1: ideas because i hate people (laughs) and i have to sit in these rooms we're going to meet with the executive director yeah that's how they. that's the voice of You're going to meet with the executive director producer of but the, what, that, 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 what and producer at that time. You go it? in there pitching your idea. When you notice it is nice, you, you, you let other comedians read. It. You're like, yo, this is dope. Then you're fucking 9 o'clock in the morning going, well, uh, I just don't see it. <laughs>
0: what the fuck you mean you don't see it. That's what I don't have confidence so in. What is it? I need to get better at it. But uh, What is it that I, other comics are able, what is it that they have that means they're able to deal with those kind of encounters that um, you're not? Is it is it pride because you've smashed room supporters so many pride, times? There's just, I just, um, it's hard for me
1: to be phony. I'm t- it's tough, man. I like being authentic. I like being around real people. I just, and that's, and that's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of comedians that are like that. Um, Burr is like that. Bill Burr got big off his podcast. Mm-hmm. Monday Morning Podcast. Bill was another anti- fuck everybody. You see how Bill Burr is? You watch him. He just goes in. You know, but he got big from his Monday morning podcast and it, you know, Mark Marin, who's been a friend of mine, I did his podcast twice. Marin did his got big. Same way. He was a guy that couldn't do the industry shit. Mm-hmm. But they, the industry came to them. You understand? So it's just about, I just like authenticity. I like being around real people. I bear, I just went to an event in New York City just like one of these, you know, celebrity. I went, it was hard for me, because I can't, I can't, can't, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It hurts my face to be phony but do you think but you know it's
0: part of the business just to challenge you on that i feel like uh-huh. you've got this preconception that in order to receive feedback on an idea <laughs> you need that like that's tied to being phony I mean, right sort of, is is there not is there not an element of you which could be authentically vulnerable and listen to someone's feedback on your idea given that they might be more I experienced think than making being a stand TV up shows. is
1: vulnerable enough like talking to people you don't know and say hey i got some funny shit that's good enough Listen, there's stuff on TV, and you guys have seen it. Like, how the fuck did this get on? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey. And I've been in rooms where, you know, there's certain meetings where I didn't give a fuck. So I go, hey, I noticed those those posters are really shitty shows. Why don't you just pick mine?
0: <laughs> how did that go
1: down? <laughs> yeah, I already, oh, yeah. I, they never talked to me again. But I knew that. But I was like, but these shows suck. Why can't you just pick mine?
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's just being from
1: frustration and shit. Sure. But I didn't care.
0: I was. It depends on the... On the me <laughs> So, are you? Do you think? Do you think there's anything to that question, though? That idea of like maybe you're resistant to being vulnerable or to or resistant to being told to, what to do. Yeah. Well, like, kinda, well, listen, kinda. It, like, that's your being told what to do is your term for it. What I'm suggesting is, is there a kind of a humility that you struggle with when no, someone? I that, no, I actually don't.
1: No, I actually don't. I remember going into. <laughs> Comedy Central, right? And I did... I, my first special was a Comedy Central. Half-hour special, Comedy Central. I did... It, that was when Comedy Central was actually funny. And I did Premium Blend. I did um, um, half-hour special, Comedy Central. I used to do stuff on Co- uh, Comedy Central. One of my first things was, was, was Zach Galifianakis and the Scar Sklar brothers. Uh, it was called Apartment 2F. And uh, it was awesome. But I remember going in later on to Comedy Central when it was just different. And they called me in. And I was like... And I, and the guy is like, hey, what's up? You know, he's one of these dudes. Like, he's <laughs> like, hey, what's going on? You know? yeah. He goes, man, we really like your stuff. And I'm telling you, he talked like that. We really like your stuff. I'm like, okay. And I go, well, I'm looking at Comedy Central, and there's a lot of things. I don't know why you picked me. I'm, I think I'm from a different school of comedy. And he goes and i'm sitting with my manager who doesn't believe me that some of these meetings are horrific and my manager is a little nerdy irish guy he goes he goes i'm from the am from a different school of comedy and he goes well what school is that i go funny motherfuckers i come from funny motherfuckers i don't know anything else i just know how to get on stage and tear the crowd up that's what i do yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and and i go and he goes well we have uh, and he's naming people i go those aren't stand up comics yeah. Those are, and my 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 manager's like, "What the hell are you talking about? They're not funny." He just. I said, "I told you, yeah, I told you. Yeah, yeah. These are the meetings we go through." I go, "Funny people, just pick funny people. Period." But is it? Are you That's not talking? I, you know.
0: Are you not talking about two distinct skill sets? Like you're an yeah. expert at one skill set, getting on stage in a room but tearing can, the roof But I am
1: good at comedy and situational comedies too. Not every. Listen. Not every stand-up comic can do situational comedy because there's great improv actors mm-hmm. like your will ferrell's like the sherry O'Terry's, terry's like you know what i'm saying tina faith they're funny they're like really good at what they do a lot of them have studied where being from chicago i had a job at second city mm-hmm. as a bar back i used to make i used to make cappuccinos and wash dishes when i was watching chris farley this dude from wisconsin who would like literally Plant his face on tables, which was the funniest shit in the world. I go, who's that fat dude? You know what I mean? But Chris Farley was funny. You know what I mean? David Spade to me, these guys, Sam, these guys are funny. Eddie, Mur- these, I came from that school. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's situational comedy. I don't care if it's standard, I just like funny people. I grew up watching Lucille Ball. I'm sorry, I grew up watching Jackie Gleason, even though this is 1950. I grew up watching funny people, man. You know what I mean, yeah. Martin Lewis. I just grew up watching funny people. I like funny motherfuckers. I don't care what rate, I just like funny people. You know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Our sitcoms were way better. All in a family, are you kidding me? Sanford and Son, Golden Girl, funny shit. That's what I like. I don't like comedies that are just, because sometimes here's what happens, and this is what happens. People will say, wow, I love this type of funny, and I'll go, well, that's not really that funny to me. Remember, comedy's subjective, and then you'll run into people who are really funny, and go, well, wow, that was funny. I go, well, that's real comedy, because a lot of times they'll put mediocre, listen, I'm not talking as if I'm the best. I'm just keeping it 100. They'll put people, it's a lot of mediocrity, I think, in comedy, there's a lot, and they force it on people, and the brain is amazing, because they'll go, Oh no I, I think it's pretty good. Oh, oh. But then when you see real shit you go no this is the real shit. Yeah yeah yeah. You, you know what I'm yeah, you know okay. what I'm talking about? Yeah yeah yeah. I mean if, in England
0: I'm sure there's some people who are like Ugh, right that shit you know yeah, how you guys Yeah for sure do. but but and I think there is <laughs> there are there are people who are funny people in the room and or funny people on stage yeah. and there are people who are really good at writing funny and No, that's very true. And then yeah. there's this kind of nexus between there's like the Venn diagram in the middle there's people who Deserve to be massively successful. Yeah. They're not always the same. No, not, who not are of massively course. Of successful. course not. No. I
1: listen. I'm just talking from just my perspective. I don't. Care. Some people may disagree with me, but I just like funny shit. I don't. So, I don't care if it's alternative. I don't give a damn. Like Zach Galifianakis. These, these are the first alternative people. David Cross, Zach Galifianakis, Sarah. some... They make me laugh. Yeah, yeah. They're funny. Patton Oswald. Well, something funny.
0: I really enjoyed about your, your set last night and your other material I heard yeah. your m- most recent special on Spotify, um, something I really loved is that as well as that kind of really hard, punchy, big punchline comedy, th- you're really silly. There's like yeah. real gentle silliness in there. That stuff yeah. in your special, uh, Regular Black, yes. which is about your Nigerian dad um, bringing you up and kind of always trying to one-up you on all the hardships oh, and suffered as a kid. And like, the second example is you want to buy these kind of whatever they are. Air, oh, uh, they Max were uh,
1: at the time the Air Jordans when Michael Jordan was playing for the Bulls. Uh, everybody wanted Air Jordans and I wasn't really a basketball guy. I was more football and baseball. So because I grew up around the Cubs stadium like I wasn't that far from Wrigley Field and uh, and so Jordans everybody's getting Jordans and I'm like I asked my dad I said uh, Dad, you know, everybody's getting Jordans. I'd like to get some Jordans. He said, how much do they cost? Uh, <laughs> they were like, $200. He's like, $200? Would they let you play? You know? He's <laughs> like, when I was your age, we didn't have feet. You understand? Yeah. You know, that type of
0: <laughs> immigrant shit. So... Yeah, that was so like. That, but the silliness, yeah. I really like. Do you see? That's like quite a fun dynamic between well, punch, punch, well, punch, and of, then well, a silly yeah. idea.
1: I like being silly too, because a lot of times too, there's an aesthetic to comedy too. Like you and me, to look totally different. You're this white dude, da da da. I'm this black dude, kind of muscular. So sometimes you gotta. How do I? How do I interpret my message to these people? because yeah. they're already gonna have. A misconception about you, whether you're a heavy set person, tall, skinny, whatever, they're gonna go. What are they gonna talk? That's the beauty of comedy. Is people judge you by what you look like, which I I love that,
0: because okay. they go, what is he
1: gonna talk about? And then when you change your voice, one man, you're doing all kinds of shit. You're changing. They're like, fuck, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Or when you do Trump, this is a very good place. I'm very happy to be here. How the fuck? Yeah. Totally. How did that come yeah, yeah, out of your voice? Why? Because I'm a black guy. You go, yeah. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it. But it's just vocal cords. We all have the same vocal cords. But I like that comedy is judged by what you look like. So sometimes I have to do a silly joke, you know, especially if I'm talking about race. I go, let me make, how can I make it silly? It's like George Carlin was good for that. He would do hardcore shit, but there was a charm to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There was a mm-hmm. charm to it. So that's, that's the beauty of um, actually the art yeah, right.
0: And it's so in yeah. terms of what you want to express through your comedy, like what's yeah. most important to you on any given show, is it getting a standing ovation, or is no. it getting your thoughts off your chest, getting or is my it what is it thoughts
1: off my chest?
0: So have th- you ever have you ever been in like in the pandemic, maybe, or other times in your life, gone without comedy for long enough that you've that it's had an effect on you, or have you always just like addicted from day one?
1: Yeah, I out of the fifty-two weeks, I probably travel, 50, 50 of them, 48 yeah. to 50. I'm always working. I'm, during pandemic, we were doing virtual shows. That's how great comedians are. We did. Vir- I was in my underwear in the living room. You know, it's crazy out there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, yeah, I still perform. We performed in parking lots. I don't know if anybody ever experienced the COVID shows. Parking lots. Yeah, yeah. We did shit where people were in their cars and if they laughed, they honked the horns. It was so disgusting. It was like meh, 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 meh. So if it doesn't sound like a traffic jam, you're bombing. You yeah. feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done those shows. So I did those shows? I never we never stopped. I never stopped. I did lives. I did s- Instagram lives for 2 years straight, never missed a day because I didn't know what was happening. Ah. I did 5 to 6 hour lives till oh 5 6 in the morning.
0: God. Yeah. To how many pe- like how many I, people are watching over a 6 hour period? It and dep- is there a moment it, when it it's be like, like the numbers- 4 5,000? My numbers went up. And remember,
1: there's different time zones. People from London, hey, I just woke up. What's going on? It's four in the morning
0: in New York, but it's... I didn't know lives could be six hours long. I didn't even know that was
1: a thing. Oh, because there was a point where Instagram gave you four hours straight. Before, it would just... Now it's back to an hour limit, but I would turn it right back on. But then I remember going four hours straight. I was like, oh, it's still going. I would go four hours straight, just... Yapping. I didn't care who got on. I was just that was just my way of surviving and keeping my chops tight. You know. Let,
0: let's talk about that. When you say that's your way of surviving, yeah. What is it that if you aren't able to gig, what is it that you're missing out on in terms of your, in terms of your soul, in terms of your mental health? No, but... I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know because you <laughs> your gig you gig so much you don't know who you but are I, if you don't. I gig. got.
1: Listen, man. I took seven years of yoga, ten years of martial arts. I'm always doing something you know I, I it's okay to like rest it's okay but i'm always like writing shit down you know what yeah. i mean it's it's like i'm always kind of creating so i never i i think the longest i've been off of comedy is maybe 2 weeks yeah. maybe if that but, but never, it doesn't
0: sound it like m- most people I could imagine saying that like i never stop gigging part of me would be going are you okay like is that healthy no, to do it that it is but healthy it you seems like you have a pretty to healthy
1: approach do to it. what you love
0: I'm like, I was, was
1: going to go into psychiatry, bro. I don't need to. Comedy would you, would you is a psych ward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
1: Everyone's fucking nuts, man. Even the people that come see comedy are crazy. After shows, they're like, I, I really like all your stuff. They, they, they have headshots of you you've never seen. Where the fuck do you get that? Can you just sign? <laughs> I was waiting for like five hours for you. Dude, people are crazy that love comedy also. Mm-hmm. So it's a psych word. It's like I think I've gone beyond my degree in psychology. That's what I got my degree in psychology. I've gone beyond it. Cause it's just and then traveling the world to different countries, you're like, what? Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like this is wonderful shit. But I mean you get tired as a human being, you get tired, but I chose to be a comedian. Nobody forces you to be a comedian or an actor. You're a narcissistic piece of shit that looks in the mirror going, shit, I'm cute. I think I can do this. You know what I mean? You do it on your own. That's your own narcissistic choice to become an entertainer
0: so what so what like do you have advice or strategies or kind of ways of thinking that you could pass on for when when it doesn't work you know when when comics comics listening to this i love talking to someone with such a robust attitude to it do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like you feel like you seem you kind of radiate this kind of happiness yeah happy. I'm, I'm angry enjoyment. at
1: a lot of shit you know you always go wow i'd like to be there yeah because as a as an artist as anybody here and you always want to grow and do other shit. And particularly you know I mean? when
0: you've been going as long as you have, yeah. a lot of those people that you've mentioned, once your contemporaries, are now stratosphere. Some, some are stratosphere. I'm like right under them. Yeah.
1: But you're like, yes. But it, it, it. You can't. There's no blueprint. But I know one thing. If you don't, it's like you're damned if you do. Now with, you know, social media, you're damned if you you do and you're damned if you don't. I tell my friends that are old school. I go, you have to do social media. So I'd rather do and be damned and not do it and be damned. i okay. because so, like if you put up a, a video and it has three views, you're like, damn. Ah! But you got it. And that's what happened. But I've had some videos that have gone super viral. Mm-hmm. Like I did Steve Harvey just for the fuck of it. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you the family feud. Yeah. Number one answer on the board. You know, I was fucking around. That shit went so viral, it got to Steve Harvey, <laughs> and Steve sent me a DM, and I read the DM like, "I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> you got me fucked up, boy." <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> I had a mustache. I kept going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knows Steve Harvey, and it went super viral. I didn't know, yeah, but it went super viral. I've had. D-
0: was that the fir- Was that the first thing you did that no. went super viral? What's,
1: what, uh, what went viral was. Some stuff I talked about like heavy racial stuff, but it went viral. But it went viral during the George Floyd shit, and this is stuff I did before the George Floyd. All of a sudden, all of that came into the forefront, and people were just rotating it. It just I was like, oh, they're like, dude, did you see your video? It's going viral on TikTok. I was like, what video? Oh shit! Mm -hmm. It you gotta just throw things at the wall because there's people that go viral. You go, what? Mm -hmm. It's just it's consistency. You know what I mean? You just got to be consistent and just believe in your shit. That's, I don't even want to sound corny like that, but it's the truth. Yeah, and you you got to just believe and just keep throwing it. I don't give a damn what it is.
0: And like you said, you have to be able, and I yeah. think that's the thing that a lot of people who've been doing comedy 20 years who haven't yeah. taken to social media, they like because they know they can crush it at a gig, the idea of getting low viewing numbers on something and kind of failing uh, being seen to fail they're like they're not prepared to make themselves vulnerable again
1: yeah they you have and and then also you got to know the tricks too because uh with instagram you got to pay a little money for them to actually expand your viewer viewing unless something goes viral then they'll go oh this person's doing pretty well but you got to know the tricks you got to talk to the tech people Okay. For the
0: algorithm, there's an algorithm trick. There's all kinds of well, shit, Well, this you know? is something that fascinates me, is that one of the things I think that you're so excited uh-huh. about, and that a lot of us are, is that it feels like there's no gatekeepers, because you can create your own audience. Right. 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 Sort of. Not. But sort of not, Other because, than China,
1: yeah. Well, but there's really...
0: <laughs> because the algorithm is kind of a gatekeeper. Right? Yes, You is. have to chase the algorithm. You, you have, have to, chase to it. Yep. sacrifice things. You have to make yep. these meetings. So what's the difference between that and the meetings when you're not prepared to kind of... Humble yourself uh, in front of the. The TV difference people. is
1: like, you can you can be pissed at home, you know your numbers aren't going right. The shag gives a fuck. It's still
0: you still have the freedom there's to no, recreate. There's no other ego involved. No ego. No, you. you
1: have another chance. Let me tell you something. That damn phone, man. That's like everybody has a phone, man. Think about the millions of people that have a phone. Okay, more I don't phones know, than
0: people. Yeah, more right? If you know if
1: you know who King Batch is. King Batch, I've done sketches with him. He has like 20, almost 25 million followers. So I met King Batch. King Batch goes, hey, man, I'd love to do a sketch with you. I'm like, great. He comes to New York. He's out of L.A. He's from Toronto. We're in Times Square doing a sketch. People from all around the world go, King Batch, King Batch. He doesn't know who these people are. He's never been to these countries. That's how big he is, Mm -hmm. you know? But that phone, man, that it, you you can change your life. <laughs> Literally, you can change your life with one fucking video. That's how Bert Kreischer, his life. I've known Bert Kreischer since 97. Bert Kreischer did this joke about the machine yeah, yeah, yeah. in Russia. And he goes, and he's the one that made me do podcasts. I was on Bert Kreischer's podcast. He goes, Godfrey, you got to do a podcast, bro. You Got to do a podcast. I was like, all right. And he said, you know how my life changed was when I did that Joke about the machine yeah,
0: yeah. being That's in great. Russia. Totally
1: built millions, million, and he like now he's doing arenas. Yeah, it's yeah. just it. You just gotta stay in it. You know what I mean? You just gotta stay in it. I I I don't know any other trick. You just go stay in it and keep doing what you're doing. But be smart. I think work smarter too, because mm-hmm. you can work hard and get nowhere.
0: Give us some examples of working smarter.
1: Working smarter, doing sketches and shit, collaborating with other people. You got to get that. It's like that mentality of old school hip-hop because I'm Wu-Tang forever, okay? And I hate mumble rappers. But, but you got to kind of embrace... Don't,
0: like, you know, you got to embrace... The point about a, Wu-Tang being the collaboration between them. Is that yeah, what even Wu-Tang
1: yeah. will like... Or Nas will be like, let me get with these people. You still yeah. got to embrace the younger shit so that's what I did I said yo let me get with these cats and it worked out in my favor mm-hmm. because you got a new demographic and you know kids man when they like you it's like yo look at this guy oh, and they, they, they fucking it yeah. spreads and it's great so i you you got to get with the times my my old manager used to say don't ever piss against the wind you know what i mean you don't want it to splatter back in your face piss with the wind so when there's a new wind blowing go with that shit you know, but, you know, you can still keep your, your, your integrity on how you do things, but it's good to actually, you know, fuck with the young kids, you know, what they're, what is, what, like, sometimes there's trends on TikTok. It'll be some dance, right? And you're like, fuck. <laughs> because you feel you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, I got
0: 100000
1: Because they go, oh, this guy is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you does have it, to. Does it cost you, like, you something? You're going to go, All right. <laughs> does it cost you something is that thing where you're like oh god! but now that i'm used to it i'm like i'm a whore i don't give a shit i'm like this what's up yeah huh guys i go from real prolific shit to yeah <laughs> is that the guy that was just talking about they didn't land on the moon but now he's like Fuck it.
0: <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta learn the balance and you know so what are your other than your other than your obvious phenomenal comic ability yeah what Got you to where you are. If you ignore the actual comedy skill element of it, what are the kind of the superpowers that you've had that got you where you are in your
1: personality? Career?
0: I'm good with people. <laughs> no,
1: I'm really good with people. You are good See, with I'm people. Ta- I don't want you to think I'm some. Angry. No, I'm just. I'm a regular dude, man. I have good. Gr- my family's awesome. You know, I have good friends around me. You know, and I'm a pretty normal dude. I'm pretty.
0: I was thinking about normal, this. I'm not. I'm not a
1: weirdo. I'm really. I'm crazy when I want. But I have that in my brain. Like, okay, you're being weird, mm-hmm. ladies. I think you know when a dude's talking to you, right? And his bottom lip's wet. It's weird. He's <laughs> like, hey, ladies, what's up? I'm not that person. Yeah. I know when I'm being weird. I have like a. I have a thing that goes. Okay, that was weird. That was stupid. I have okay. a lot of logic in me. Just having a very logical father. And mother, okay. I got friends. I keep friends that are around me that check you. Yeah. That we're not afraid to go, hey, dude, don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't want yes men around me. I don't like that shit. I want or when I want people to go, yeah, yeah, that was dumb. Or what do you wear? I like when I wear the wrong things and my friends go, yo, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we can see your nutsack. What are you doing? No, <laughs> sorry. I so with, is that with too early? Nutsack? To and someone. Scrotum? I, no? i guess. And someone <laughs> who. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to use my thesaurus. <laughs>
0: someone who, um, uh, as you say, you've kind of you got a robust, mentally healthy kind of outlook. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. happy. You, you know, I, have you, outlet, you're, I have outlets. Yeah, yeah. So why? Reality checks. So why are you a comedian? Because I'm good comedy? at it. Is that it? Is when, like when I was
1: in college, I went to University of Illinois, okay? I'm a Big Ten guy. And when you go to college, you become a fake adult. You start expressing yourself a different way, but then you need a care package from your parents. You're back to being a bitch again. But you become, I became, because when I was in college, it was like, you're talking about Big Ten College. My cousin's at Michigan, I'm in Illinois. 50,000 students, only 800 are African American. Mm-hmm. So you get real militant also. You start getting into African American politics and shit like that. You start becoming very, and I, I used to go see Minister Farrakhan in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Muslim, none of that, but I wanted to see. What you know, because the news would say he hates this. I go, let me go see for myself. I'll watch listen, I will watch a clan member speak. I don't give a shit. I want to know what you're about. I watch him, so I would watch him, and that inspired me listening to Malcolm X. And all, that inspired me to be more vocal, and then I would be really, I would do, I was holding court in cafeteria, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm really thinking about doing comedy. I really think I want to do comedy. So we, Tommy Davidson. If you know Tommy David, he was from In Living Color, very funny, legendary. He came to my college and did comedy, hung out with him on campus, and that really inspired me. I said, I really want to do comedy. I think, and then we would listen to Richard Pryor in our dorm rooms a lot, Richard Pryor, Carlin. And I said, I think when I get back to Chicago, because I went away for school, I'm going to do comedy because this is where you can actually say to somebody, fuck you, and not get fired. I'm just being honest. You can go, yo, shut the fuck, and not get fired. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to HR and talk to anybody and go, yo, suck my da-da-da. And so it's the freedom. And they'll yelp
0: it, maybe. I'm gonna yelp that.
1: (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But it's
0: so it's the freedom. I'm just trying to unpick. What is the freedom? It's the freedom. And there's freedom of expression and be that's comedy is the
1: place where you can say what you want, talk about your pain. But you gotta remember to make people laugh though, because if you're just preaching, that's not fair to them. So look at this. It's a, a whole medley of people here, right? There's black, white, everything. Now, how am I going to do my clan joke in front of these people? By make, how am I going to make it palatable? Mm-hmm. You understand? And it's great that I can go, I can express my grievances in front of white males and white women and black people and go, yeah,
0: hell yeah.
1: And, but everybody laughs. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's the beauty of the shit. Yeah. Comedy is the most beautiful art form. It is. And when you can get it down... Holy shit, I think the Oscars need to award people who do comedy a little more often, because it's fucking difficult. It's very hard. I mean, listen, most comedians can do drama. Michael Keaton was a stand-up comic, guys. Michael Keaton did stand-up first. You got Robin Williams, Whoopi Go, you got a lot of stand-ups. Kevin Pollak, stand-up comic. You know what I mean, a lot Mm -hmm. of people, Joe Pesci was in comedy first. In Jersey, he was in a comedy team first. You understand? You had your man um, Laurie, the British guy who Hugh grew Laurie, House. Yeah, yeah. Remember House? Yeah. He was a stand-up comic first. Dudley Moore, comedy first. You know, it was like everybody was comedy because comedy has drama. We are angry motherfuckers. Com- comedians are very angry people, but it, we converted into <laughs> I'm going to make you guys happy, <laughs> but I want to stab myself. <laughs> look at how Robin Williams. Look at how he suffered. Sure. Robin Williams. A lot of different people suffered, but yeah, that's why we make. I'm not saying every comic's a great actor, but we can do drama because there's a lot of drama in comedy. You know. So.
0: Thanks, Godfrey. B- before we before we. Wrap I hope up, this was
1: good to you all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like
0: before that. we wrap up, I want yes. to ask you. We talked about your your kind of superpowers, those qualities you Speaking have. At Stanley, I, I met went- him three times. How's that? Oh, nice. When he was 89 years old, hung out
1: with him for three hours in his office by myself. Incredible. My friend used to work with Power Entertainment, and that was just me and Stan Lee. And he <laughs> goes, so, Godfrey, how's comedy? I'm like, it was amazing. <laughs> and, and also, I want to tell you, Stan Lee said he pointed to a poster of Wesley Snipes as Blade, and he goes, Godfrey, I want to tell you that Blade is the reason why Marvel is still around.
0: Yeah, right. By
1: the way, and yeah. they haven't made another Blade yet, you son of a bitches. They had eight Hulks, 19 spider Men. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't get our only black superhero because <laughs> he didn't pay his taxes
0: listen well let's <laughs> bleed where's your sword we up, it's we got, put it up for collateral we what? got two minutes left what i want to ask I just is i to do that on purpose <laughs> i know um what i want to ask is about what are those elements <laughs> that you find harder in comedy what are the things you see other comics doing and you think i just can't quite crack that what are the things that are out of your reach um nothing yeah, what an answer! No, there's
1: I have developed. I've been doing comedy a quarter of a century, you know. I've been doing it that long where I know I like what I do. But I I do when I look at certain comedians, I go, damn, that's a good fucking joke. Damn, that was good. <laughs> like certain people's take on things, cause yeah, you know, it can be something like okay, like that spy balloon. Who's gonna have the best take? And I'll go, that was good. Fuck, you know, you you. you yeah. It's like it's like the dunk contest. Everybody in the NBA is good, but they go, yo. You know when all the athletes go, oh, you know, even though yeah, they go, I yeah. can dunk, but that, it's like that. It's not like I go, oh, I don't got that. No, it's like you go, oh,
0: there's certain moments you go, wow, I wish I had that. So episode. who who of the newer comics coming up are you most excited about? No one. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I... Whose dunks? Whose dunks have you seen? A Whose named, takes have you seen recently that you've been like, fuck, they're good? Oh, I
1: forgot thing. Jordan's last name is Black Kid Jordan. He's fucking funny, man. There's uh, The Barbosa guy's good. There's the Barbosa. He's a little Latin dude. Um, there's... Um, I don't watch a lot of... A lot of... Because you know what it is? I watch my contemporaries more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, because there's like unknown people that I watch. I go, oh, wow, that person's funny. I just don't remember their names. I go, wow... That person's funny. Oh, that she's funny. I just don't... I just know I've watched Burr and all these all, all my contemporaries
0: because we're... St- you know what I yeah. mean? Because we're in our primes like, in
1: comedy because we
0: got it now. So which, which of those, which of your contemporaries are, who are still alive would you go to for a take on something? Like so the spy balloon happens and who are you thinking, I want to hear what they've got to say about this?
1: Uh, I would go to uh, Bill Burr. I'd go to Norton, Jim Norton. I'd go to... Um, there's a guy named Keith Robinson. I'd go to, um, let's see. And a lot of times I write all my own shit. So, yeah, I'd go to, the, I'd go to guys like that, that, that know how to, you know, and then there's guys that are unknown. Mm-hmm. Girls, women, and men that are unknown that I would go to. For Colin Quinn, who's a little before my time, but Colin is such a great writer. And, uh, yeah, so I'd go to those. But I, I don't go to a lot of people. I feel like my shit is dope, regardless. Just to myself, you know what I mean. Me and Chappelle used to work on jokes every once in a while, a long time okay. ago. Okay, what did you what did you learn from Chappelle? Chappelle's just fucking. He's you know he's one of the greatest man, and um, and he says you can't cancel us. We're the greatest. Comedy is important. I can do Chappelle. It's weird because I've been to. He's called me. He's like, what's up, nigga? <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm ten minutes away from you. We gotta talk about some things. <laughs> you know he's he's he's. Our modern-day philosopher, man, he's fantastic. Um, you know, I get—I just get his freedom and and not letting anybody like tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? And I've known Chappelle since '97 too. Also, yeah. that's when I met him. So yeah, it's just—you once you establish yourself as a comedian, 25 years, you're like, you can't tell me what to do, man. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, you can adjust a little bit, like. Even like let's say with the with the LGBTQ, I have friends that are an LGBTQ that are comedians that are trans men. So I ask them questions. I go, "What can I say? That's all right. What can I fuck with? That's cool. That's cool." I get I get advice from them. Ask them. I go, "Hey, what can I talk about? Because a lot of your shit's funny. What can I do?" And they go, "Talk about that, but don't do that." Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I want to be able to talk about it because you exist with us. You know, you're like. You know, LGBTQ, I say, it's in a QIA? Yeah. yeah. Q- Q- QIA right? plus. it's QIA plus. I call it Ligabeta <laughs> All my gay friends are like, oh, that's so cool. Ligabeta <laughs> so, so I love them all, but I go, you got to be able to laugh at yourself because you're part of the community. You can't be special interest all of a sudden when it comes to comedy because a lot of my gay friends, they shit on each other all the time. So we should be able to all laugh as long as it's coming from a good place because why can't I joke with you? You joke on me. I All my, a lot of my gay friends will say, Oh my God, the vagina. Have you seen it? Gross. I go, No, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and, I, and I have a joke where I go, I say, I guess if you're gay when you're born, you don't want to touch the walls when you're coming out. Oh my God. Ew. Wham. <laughs> you know, and, and my gay friends go, That's fucking funny. You know, you, I, I, I ask questions first. Because comedy is about information. It's about yeah, information think, and being well informed. So you go, okay, I know where the guide this, where you can laugh, where I'm not coming from some bad. Well, you know, I you're a homophobic I, went I think this your
0: propensity shit. to ask questions first is really important. Very because important. I, think, I always I, ask. We
1: see comics who don't ask questions. No, first. I ask questions. I don't like to hide behind. It's just comedy, man. You got to come with some responsibility too. You got to be responsible too. And then listen. Sometimes people, even if you are responsible, people will still go, I was offended. I'm not in the mood for that. It's a new hobby, too, to be offended. I, I, I've talked about dogs, and people after the show go, hey, I have a dog. And what you said, I go, bitch, I got one. The fuck are you talking about? You're not the only one with a dog. and Your dog doesn't know this is happening. <laughs> people are not, you know what I mean? It happens like that. One, one time, and listen, I said... The word retarded fucks everybody up. Uh, uh, Retarded. I said retarded yesterday. Everybody laughed like I just did it. Retarded. And I go, lady that was in San Francisco, go figure. They come up and they're so progressive. They love comedy, but, you know, there's this San Francisco laugh that happens. It goes, ha, ha, wait a minute. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Because they get offended in the middle, but keep laughing. So this lady, I said retarded real quick. I just said, something was retarded not the person i just said the situation that shit was retarded she goes i just want to let you know you said retarded and it's mentally i said this i said i was talking about a situation what the it's too much sometimes too much you know what i mean they worry about the words and not the message you understand okay yeah they missed them and they (laughs) worried about
0: words (gasps) you said yeah what about the message did you get the message we have to leave it there because we run out of time, not because not because I'm cancelling Godfrey. No, I um, didn't know how long this was going to last. We're done. Thank you, <laughs> you so much. You gave me the light. Uh, <laughs> uh, this conversation and 400 <laughs> others like it are available yes. from comedianscomedian.com or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks uh, for coming, guys. Esther's nice. Follies, uh, which a comedy venue a couple of blocks from here in that direction, I think. Uh, I'm interviewing James Adomian at five o'clock tonight, so I'll see you there. Give it up one more guys, time for Godfrey. Thank you for
1: coming. Thanks, Comedian guys. Godfrey's my Instagram. I'm a whore. <laughs>
0: Thank you.